You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. Detroit's riverfront has come a really long way in the last decade, and even more upgrades to the East Riverfront and surrounding neighborhoods are likely coming in the near future. We saw an announcement recently about what those developments might look like, and they are more tuned into the idea of public access to the riverfront as opposed to private development. Now, this is something that we've talked about for a long time here in Detroit, and there are a lot of people who've seen what has happened on the riverfront so far who are a little concerned about the idea of public access. Who is the riverfront being remade for? This announcement made it loud and clear that this is about the people of the city of Detroit and that in order to preserve that and their interest, you got to develop just a little differently along that riverfront. Here to talk about the recent announcement from the Detroit Riverfront Conservancy is John Gallagher, the business columnist for the Detroit Free Press. John, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning. Yeah, good. Uh, I, I think this is, was an extraordinary announcement for any number of reasons, but uh, but but the primary reason is the distinction, I think, that was drawn here between both the way we have seen the riverfront in the past, or at least talked about seeing the riverfront in the past, and the way that other cities have developed their riverfronts. If you think about Chicago, for instance, uh, which is often held up as a model Mm -hmm. for uh, riverfront development, most of that is not public access. Most of that is private development uh, that, that, uh, that raises land values and all these other kinds of things. What they're talking about doing here would look very different from the North Shore of uh, Chicago, for instance. Right. Well, if you go back to 2006 when then-Mayor Kilpatrick uh, outlined this vision of dense private development on the riverfront, it it made a certain amount of sense because this was pre-Dan Gilbert coming downtown, pre-Midtown taking off. The city had not been through bankruptcy yet, and not much was happening. And and it was thought that if you're going to jumpstart redevelopment in the city, it was probably going to take place on the East Riverfront. Um, But now we're no longer in that begging mode where we have to take anything. Uh, you know, downtown and midtown have surged. The city's spun through bankruptcy more or less successfully. Lots going on. And so now I think uh, the feeling is that we no longer need to sacrifice public amenities on this altar of private development. And so they are preserving much more of the East Riverfront for public access and public amenities than was in place before. So three of the major private developments that were going to take place are not going to take place are not now. happening. Not happening now. What, and what were those developments? Well, they were a combination of uh, high-end condos and rental apartments, but very upscale. Uh, it was even before the notion now that any any new development that gets city aid should have at least 20% of its units set aside for affordable. Uh-huh. Uh, this was going to be all more or less upscale private development and right right down to the Riverwalk. And we have some images that, that uh, I think we're publishing soon in the Free Press that show how, um, you know, how this development really would have crowded the Riverwalk. And now it's going to be pushed back uh, quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, instead of one private development, we're going to get Atwater Beach, a sandy beach, mm-hmm. with a barge. The concept is a barge called the Purple Gang Barge, serving <laughs> uh, Prohibition-era drinks and <laughs> <Right>. food <laughs> and so on. And more of these new uh, greenways, like the Dequinder Cut, two more of those, one coming down along Joseph Compow and one a little further east along um, Beaufay, both coming all the way down to the riverfront, opening up those neighborhoods north of Jefferson to the riverfront. Yeah. Uh, looking at the, the the map and the drawings of what they're doing, one of the things that seems to acknowledge 
is the idea that there is a lot of space here in Detroit, that we are, we are not as crowded in as some other cities are and, and have to sort of scrap over every scrap of land to be for private development, that, that uh, creating sort of wide open spaces that are publicly accessible is possible in Detroit in a way that it might not be possible in a place like Boston, for instance, which is much more crowded in, or San Francisco, certainly in Manhattan. Uh, th- this idea that this can be a almost a more laid back kind of designed city that that thrives as much as any of those places, but doesn't do it with the sort of dense uh, private economic development. Right. Well, if you look at the, at the amount of land between Jefferson and the river from the Rensen to Belle Isle, that's about 400 acres. That's mm-hmm. a lot that's of a land. Lot. Yes. And uh, we did a good job with the Riverwalk, I think. Um, but that's just a strip along the river. So now we're setting aside at least about eight acres for new parkland, plus these new um, greenways coming down to the river, plus, uh, you know, uh, sort of reforming Jefferson with uh, protected bike lanes and so on. So I think that um, it really does acknowledge that uh, – you know, public access to the river is more important than a few more condos and a few more shops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is John Gallagher, the Free Press business columnist. We're talking about the plans for the Detroit Riverwalk, making the Riverwalk and the riverfront here in Detroit more publicly accessible as opposed to reserved for big private Developments. What do you think about that idea? Is this is this the right direction to go on the riverfront? Is this uh, an acknowledgement that uh, this is a public resource that we should all enjoy and not just something that should be reserved for people who are well-to-do? Or are we sort of squandering an opportunity, uh, taking really, really valuable land and not making the most of it in terms of uh, economic terms? 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. It's 313-577-1019. What do you think about the riverfront plans? What do you think about what we've done so far along the riverfront? Does that appeal to you? Are you somebody who spends a lot of time down there? Uh, You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. Uh, So uh, one of the original concepts of riverfront development here was this idea of bridge to bridge, right? From the ambassador all the way to Belle Isle. And we've always come just a little short of that, I feel like. Uh, mm-hmm. But this plan does fill in some of those gaps. Yeah. And, and I think one uh, uh, sort of reality check is that everything takes longer than we think it's going to take. Uh, everything's more expensive than we think it's going to take. My, my rule of thumb is take whatever time estimate they give for a project being done and multiply it by about three. And then you get, you know, so if they say one year, it'll open in maybe three years instead. So um, the East Riverfront with this new plan is going to be in pretty good shape when they get it done in a couple of years um, or so. Uh, the West Riverfront, we're really just getting started. Uh, the old Free Press printing plant complex on the, was cleared out uh, some years ago. Uh, that's mostly open space uh, on the riverfront. Uh, the uh, the Riverwalk extends a little bit past Joe Lewis, but, but not too much. So we've got a long way to go. Uh, and I think this is a multi-year effort that we're going to see. But I think the vision is there now that this mostly has to be public access and public amenities, which is good. Yeah. Uh, The the DeQuinder cut 
is is I think coming up on its ten or twelve year anniversary. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've seen it get used. Of course, people use it to to bike and to run and things like that. We haven't seen it transform the city the way that uh, I, I keep thinking of when I go to visit New York and go onto the High Line, um, uh, which I've done now five or six times since since it opened, and each time I go. I'm just bowled over by what is going on around it. Is the idea here in Detroit to, to make that different too so that we don't and, – and in New York now they're having this big argument about uh, who that's for and whether it's publicly accessible enough. Is the idea here to to make things like the DeQuindercott look different and behave differently than things like the High Line in New York? Yeah, I think the DeQuindercott was inspired by the High Line uh, as so many other projects have been. It's really a wonderful thing. Uh, but the High Line has gotten so overwhelmingly popular that mm-hmm. when you go there on a summer Saturday, you can hardly move on it. And, of course, all the uh, apartment buildings uh, around the High Line now advertise steps from the High Line, and it's become very, very high-end. So uh, I think the issue with the De- Quinder Cut gets back to your earlier comment about how much space there is in Detroit. And, yeah. and uh, you know, the De Quinder Cut is one one intervention in a sea of uh, still lightly developed land in a lot of ways. And so I think we need we need these next two greenways uh, that they hope to build in the next couple of years um, and a lot more developments, not directly on the riverfront, but we need to figure out what to do with all that land in Detroit uh, on the east side, which has a lot of vacancy yeah. on the east side, a lot of underused uh, buildings. And so I think the DeQuinder cut is popular, but again, it, it, it is not... As you said, it hasn't had that impact that the High Line yeah. has had simply because of Detroit's circumstances. Yeah, it's different, right? It's different. Uh, let's go to the phones here. David in uh, Gross Point Farms, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Good, good. You guys uh, you guys shock me. I don't get it. First of all, comparing Detroit to Chicago is like, it's not like comparing apples and oranges. It's like comparing apples to cinder blocks. (laughs) I mean, there are more viable businesses in one city block of Chicago than, I mean, one third of Detroit. I don't get it. uh, Okay. So, so what, I I guess, would you, what what are you arguing, arguing we should, we should be doing? Uh, Do do you think that the development along the riverfront should look more like Chicago, I guess, or less? Um, you're not like Chicago. Why do people in the media celebrate when big business gets shunned out so a bunch of land gets wasted? If you people really loved Detroit, if you really cared, you would have all the developers building all the condominiums all up and down <laughs> that wonderful, wonderful riverfront. And we really would become a city. We'd become a real city. And why? Because people would be living downtown when i drive to detroit all the time up and down jefferson all i see is third world it's ridiculous and you guys are well, celebrating well david first of all f- well there. david for starters uh, those of us who love the city actually live in it which i do and you don't uh, the other thing is when you drive downtown to detroit from gross point you drive past john gallagher's house uh, on the way, you drive past places that I've lived. They are not in the third world. I live in downtown Detroit now. It's not the third world. So, so let's 
back away from that kind of hyperbole and talk about uh, some sort of more realistic things uh, that are true here in Detroit. He raises an interesting point, though. What is wh- Why not exploit the riverfront uh, for its value, its dollar value, the way that um, – uh, that the, the way that that Chicago has well that that was the vision as recently as 2006 and it would have happened but for the Great Recession and the real estate crash which scuttled all these high-end apartment and condo projects that they had planned but now that we are getting a lot of new development throughout downtown and midtown I mean dozens of projects we can afford I think to say well let's have a more balanced view uh, you know people in Chicago love uh, Grand Park and Millennium Park and uh, Lakeshore Drive and the public amenities. That, that has that, made a huge difference a there. huge difference. It's what Chicago is famous for. So you're right that in Chicago they have, you know, condo buildings and apartment buildings that line the riverfront, but they have a lot of public space yeah. that's available and all those museums in Chicago along the waterfront. So I think what we're looking for is that sort of balance in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, one more call here. Peter in Bloomfield Township. Welcome to Detroit today. Thanks for having me. Sure. What I think is this is more of a if you build it, they will come issue. Give the people a place to go, a place to want to be, and you'll kind of create a systemic um, issue for the positive towards potentially drawing more people down and potentially greater awareness of other issues that may need to be to be sorted. So get people downtown. Get them on the waterfront. Let yeah. them see Detroit. Make it a place to be. Yeah. And if any other issue comes up along the way, the more people get down there, the more help potential tax revenue just yeah, I think of attraction. Uh, Peter, I... I, I think that's I think that's absolutely right. Uh, you know the the idea that uh, if you get more people down here for things that eventually you could look at some other developments, I think is also sort of baked into this plan, and it may not be an explicit either or uh, the way that some people may see it. So, uh, Peter, thank you very much for the call, John Gallagher, uh, Free Press Business Columnist. Thank you for being here. My pleasure, as always, Stephen. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, coming up next, we're going to talk to the Michigan Opera Theater about their upcoming show. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Mm-hmm.